All her life, Joan placed herself into the hands of men who failed her. Joan does the unthinkable for a woman in 1960, leaving her small town of Gainesfield. As an accomplished musician, Joan served her country in the first ever women's Air Force band, San Antonio, Texas. She unwittingly becomes part of a brainwashing experiment. After her Air Force service, returning to society is particularly hard for Joan, so much so that she has spent a good deal of her life in a mental institution. As a patient in a VA hospital, Joan is found murdered. Small-town secrets, whispers behind closed doors, stolen records, serve to solve the mystery of what the hell happened to Joan? This book is a work of fiction, but very well could have happened. This is not a test. This is your annual announcement. This year we are offering Scarefair, which will be held on Saturday, October 30th at the San Bernardino County Fairgrounds in Victorville, California. Gates open at 9 a.m. and close at 9 p.m. General admission tickets are only $22 in advance and $25 at the door. VIP tickets are $45 in advance and $50 at the door while supplies last. In the morning, we will be offering trick-or-treating for the kids throughout our vendors. And for the adults, we have tons for you as well. Come meet horror icons like Joe Bob Briggs, Elaine Dietz from The Exorcist, Dr. Satan himself, Walter Phelan, and John Massari, who composed Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Don't forget that we have the psychotic carnival of thrills, where you become part of a horror story. Then, when the sun goes down, enjoy our live music as Roadwork opens for American Zombie, a Rob Zombie spook show. That's not enough? Okay, how about a Scream Queen contest hosted by the ladies of the Talkie Horror Podcast Show? Or our cosplay contest, one for the kiddies and one for the adults. So gather your courage and come join the fun. For more information, go to www.pcehd.com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry Hey everybody and welcome to episode 62 of Lupa's Bits I am your host Lupa Barty How are you all this week? I, well... I don't know. It's been a week. <laughs> physically, it has been a week. Um, emotionally, eh. But physically, it's been a week. But we'll get into that in a minute because I have a tremendous amount of housekeeping. Why I volunteer to do housekeeping on my podcast, I'll never know because, you know, the list keeps growing. But that's all right. Okay, so let's do the housekeeping and... 
get to the good stuff. Well, this is the good stuff too. This is part of the good stuff. So, all right. Zombie Works has closed submissions to natural instincts. Yay! Um, check your email for acceptance or rejection letters. Uh, they've already gone out. And if you are unsure as to whether or not you are in the anthology, you might want to check your email because I've emailed everybody and let them know. Uh, congratulations to the 13 that did make it into the anthology. We had an overwhelming response and, um, I'm terribly sorry to those that did not get in. It was not for lack of a good story. Um, it was a very difficult decision to choose the 13, but, uh, yep, they have been chosen and, that the editing process begin contracts will be going out to those that have been accepted um, within the next week or so. Week or two, possibly three. Oh, two or three days. Okay. Two. Live studio audience and I need to really brush up on our sign language. <laughs> so contracts will be going out in the next two or three days to our 13 um, story our 13 authors so i'm excited because these stories are they're wildly different each one is different um they all run on the witch and warlock theme but they present that idea in vastly different ways it's just i'm so excited to get this out to you guys okay number two the finals for the third annual Open Contract Challenge deadline will be in seven days on October 1st. So, Miss Peggy, Mr. Jim, you need to get your heads out of the clouds and finish and get Walt through your stuff no later than 11.59 Pacific Standard Time. Um, and by the way, I don't think last week I said congratulations because I'm not sure if the winners have been announced. I don't remember, but congratulations, Jim. Congratulations, Peggy. That's awesome. Um, if you're new to the show, uh, you can go and read a lot of their stuff on the World of Myth magazine at www.theworldofmyth.com um, and get an idea of the talent that is going head to head right now for that coveted first prize. Um, so yeah, congratulations and get your stuff in. You can hear me typing because I just got interrupted by my daughter because, you know, she doesn't talk to me at all ever. And as soon as I start podcasting, it's like 10 more days. Hi. Yeah. Her birthday's in 10 days. She'll be 21. Okay. So number three, Jazo Modcast hosted podcast, The Grindhouse Sleaze. Uh, with Alan Russo and David K. Montoya, we'll be going on an indefinite hiatus while Alan works as a paramedic and continues to fight the good fight against COVID. <laughs> and for Dave, well, you, okay. I can't say what's written here because I happen to know Dave and it's not just it's Dave. That poor boy is busier than a one-armed wallpaper hanger. That's all I'm saying. He's a little busy right now, but yeah, Alan um, is a paramedic and he is working a lot of hours right now um, helping and 
things are just really busy. And Dave is gearing up for October because that is the final push to scare fair. And we've got natural instincts coming out and a calendar is due to be reviewed and there's stuff. Okay. There is a lot of stuff. <laughs> so now there are talks about who will be replacing that show. Uh, more information in the weeks to come. I don't even know. So I can't even tease you. So um, there you go. I can't even give you a hint. Um, my live studio audience and I need to have a chat because, um, now I do know. And one half of that dynamic duo is, um, possibly unavailable anyway. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. So, okay. Uh, that was number three. Number four, Myth Mart is fully stocked and is not scheduled to be restocked until the first week of November. So if you are planning on getting anything from MythMart for your loved ones for the holiday season, you might want to do it now so that you're not going to miss out on the rush of November and December. Uh, because, you know, people tend to panic mid-November, go, ah, oh my God, I have to go buy stuff. That almost sounded like a James Brown. Like, because as soon as I did that sound in my head, I had, I feel good. Anyway. Um, so yeah, go to www.mythmart.com and get a copy of Walter G. Esselman's Liberty's Run or a Sadie Burbank's anniversary edition of Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for dinner. You can get, uh, Eternally Bound. You can get The Missing Unicorn. You can get In the Land of the Zombie Fairies. Sorry, there's the rest of the title. I felt that metaphysical. Hey, thunk. Um, <laughs> you can get Jim Bates is something better. You can get t-shirts. You can get lithographs. Go shop, do the thing. Shop early. Like you can buy for just about anybody on your list at mythmart.com. So get your shopping done early, have it all shipped to you and bingo, bango, Bob's your uncle. Okay. Number five, Scarefare has signed on its final celebrity guest in the way of dun, 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 Darcy the Mail Girl. And she will be appearing with Joe Bob Briggs. Now, they do a show on Shudder called The Late Night Drive-In. The Last Drive-In. The Last Drive-In. And I've actually caught a few, because I, I I just got Shudder, actually, recently. Um I, I revamp my channels on Prime all the time. And there was actually a movie on Shudder that my sister Crystal and I wanted to watch. So I got um, Shudder and scrolling through and I'm like, hey, I know them. Uh, well, I don't know them, but I know them. Um, so I watched a couple of episodes and it's really good. It's really good. I was, I was kind of impressed. I, I was really impressed. And now I'm like really stoked. I was stoked before, but now I'm super stoked. So, yeah, Darcy the Mail Girl will be appearing with Joe Bob Briggs. Yay! For tickets or more information, go to www.pcehd.com. Number six, finally. The World of Myths 50th... 50th? Dude is having a serious brain hemorrhage. It is not our 50th issue. Not by any stretch of the imagination. 
the World of Myths 100th issue. <laughs> okay, and I'm getting these, I get this housekeeping from the man who created the magazine. You would think he would know, since he has coded 99% of them, he would know what issue we're on. Um, at least you got the year right. <laughs> You know, it's a really good thing he likes me because I really give him such a hard time. <laughs> I really do. Um, and the thing is, is I'm doing it technically kind of to his face because it's, it's the live studio audience. So it's not like I'm saying this stuff and he's going to listen to it and post and go, hey. No, he can listen to it now and go, hey. <laughs> what? What are you going to do? Really? What are you going to do? You're going to not post my podcast. That's fine. You cannot post my podcast. What are you going to do? You can hang up the phone. I will call you back. <laughs> one of these days, one of these days, I, I, Dave and I will just do a podcast together and you can hear the ridiculousness for yourself. All you're hearing is the one-sided ridiculousness. But anyway, we are in the final push. When you hear this on Friday, Dave and I could be comatose. Not quite sure. Um, we could be drooling. Um, pretty sure that my brain cells are going to go on strike. Um, I'm pretty sure his are too. We have, okay, so if you guys were around for our 15th anniversary edition two years ago, it was a big issue um, for two years ago. We had kind of doubled what we had normally brought in for contributors in a month. And then it just stayed at that, hovered around that number for the next two years. Um, we are well over what we usually bring in uh, on a monthly basis by at least 20 submissions. <laughs> 25 submissions. It's huge. This issue is absolutely huge. And it dawned on me while I was listening to um, the world of Mythbits that it's not just us that are going to feel the overwhelming pride of this issue. And don't get me wrong. I'm sitting here complaining. I'm not complaining, but I'm, I'm sitting here, you know, um, pseudo whining about, oh, excuse me. That was, <laughs> okay, I, I'll explain that. It made me laugh. Um, that's called The Man From Within, that little burp that you heard. Anyway, I'll explain that in a minute. Remind me. Um, I'm kind of, I'm not whining, but I'm whining about the amount of editing that I have to do and the amount of coding that Dave has to do and um, the review that Jenna and Joe have to do for this issue. And I can guarantee you, it's probably going to be a couple of episodes. There's no way they're going to be able to fit the entire issue without it being a four-hour podcast. There's no way. So be prepared for that. Just letting you know. Be prepared. And it might take them a week or two to get through everything before they can actually review it. Because it's a big one. It's a big one. And I can't, I can't. I honestly can't thank our contributors enough for 
helping us get to this milestone for one. It's an incredible milestone. Um, it This is going to be our largest issue in 17 years of this magazine running, uh, which we celebrated 17 years in September, September 6th, I believe. Look at me go. <laughs> um, and this is the largest issue that we have ever had by a tremendous amount. And I can't thank our contributors enough because without them, we would have no magazine. They are the ones that turn out the quality work and send in their work and their artwork and their poetry and their stories and stretch their wings and try new things like drabbles. And, you know, some of our horror writers are now trying poetry and some of our comedy writers are now trying horror. And, you know, it's, I like to think that we have created an environment where writers can step out of their normal um, realm of comfort and try new things and see how it's received, see, you know, where it takes them. And I truly, honestly believe, I mean, I used to think, oh, that's so sweet. When I first started working on the magazine and, you know, Dave was always saying, you know, we're a family, we're a family, we're a family. I like to think we're a family. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> How adorable. But I've been with the magazine for, I've been involved with the magazine for three years now. I've been working with the magazine for two and I truly believe that. I have relationships with our authors, our contributors, um, friendships with them, where we talk outside of the magazine and, you know, we catch each other up on how our lives are going. And um, I truly do believe that now that we are a family. I don't think it's, you know, oh, that's adorable. It, it's actually, it's a thing. It's a real thing. Uh, so, yeah, thank you guys. And to our readers, you guys are amazing. You guys come back month after month after month and you cast your votes and you read the stories and you leave the comments and you inspire us to keep going. You inspire us to keep creating because you keep reading. So don't ever stop. I want to keep going for another hundred issues. I want to keep going for another 17 years. I want, I want a lot of things, but... <laughs> I want to hit like our 20th or our 25th anniversary and throw a huge party where we're all in person. And, you know, it's amazing. And we can have like the stories up hanging from these huge pieces of Bristol board from the ceiling. And you can go through the years, the 200. Yeah, I have ideas. So people keep those stories coming. Help me make this happen. All right. That is it for housekeeping and of course, you know, the running commentary that I always give everything that I do. Um, I'm not going to recap. If you want to just go back to the beginning and listen to it again. <laughs> really? It's 16 minutes worth of housekeeping. I'm not going to recap. Just go. Listen. Checking to see if I have a hum. I don't. All right. So now, again, as I was listening to... Myth, the world of myth bits. There was a question posed by Miss Jenna. Excuse me while I pause for a drink. Um, before I get into that, I'll tell you why. I'm going to be drinking a lot this episode. Uh, not alcoholic, it's water. I had some dental surgery done on Monday. 
And I'm recording on Tuesday. I usually record or on Wednesday. I usually record on Tuesday so that Joe has time to edit it and get it ready for Friday launch. But yesterday, um, well, the first day, the Monday after the freezing came out, I felt like I had gone about six rounds with Mike Tyson. I felt like somebody had beat the left side of my face with a baseball bat. I was not a happy camper. I don't generally give in to pain because I experience physical pain on a daily basis. Um, I experience for the most part a level of physical pain that I should probably be on pain medication for, but I don't because I do have a very high pain tolerance. Um, anything above the neck and I'm, that's my kryptonite. It really is. That's my kryptonite. If you want to take me out, give me a headache, punch me in the mouth, punch me in the eye, whatever. Give me an earache. That'll drop me like a sack of potatoes. And once the freezing wore off, I was miserable and I actually cried because it hurt so bad. Um, I have three stitches, well, had three stitches on the bottom. One of them fell out. I had three stitches on the bottom, three stitches on the top. So yeah, a little uncomfortable. Still a little uncomfortable. Yesterday I was downgraded from um, a baseball bat to a punch. Today um, it's bouncing between baseball bat and punch, but it's... I'm on day three now of the pain. So it's kind of like when you have a constant pain, you almost build up a tolerance, like you get used to it. So yeah, that's where I am. So I will be drinking a lot because I don't want to have the area dry out and get sore. So I'm trying to avoid the pain medication today because I go back next week for more work. Yay! Anyway, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. In the long run, it is all worth it. So you'll have to bear with me. Now, I was going somewhere with all of this. Um, oh, right. The man from within. Okay. So you may have heard that little noise come out of my throat. Um, it's a burp that comes from pretty much my mom would tell me it would come from my boots. But it's like a gurgle that comes from my stomach. But I'll open my mouth to say something and that's when it'll make the noise and it sounds like it's coming from within. And when I was 15, um, I was having a rough time emotionally. There was just some stuff going on. And my boyfriend at the time was at my house and his best friend, Bo, was there and my mom was there. And they were trying to cheer me up and they were trying to get me to eat. I had stopped eating um, and we were going on about four days five days of not eating and I had gotten to back to a place where I was okay you know what I gotta eat I gotta eat something because you know if I don't they're going to take me to the hospital so I opened my mouth to say I wanted a sub and this noise this came from deep in my stomach and the two guys Ray and Bo both look at me like I you know my head's gonna start spinning around I'm gonna start spewing pea soup like the exorcist and my mom looked at my boyfriend Ray and went oh don't worry that's just the man from within she is actually hungry you might want to go and get food and feed him out the door the two of them ran right quick and in a hurry 
So that's always been a joke whenever that happens. Um, my mom's like, oh, there's the man from within. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I have a weird family. I do. Okay, Jenna, you wanted to know how many seasons Supernatural ran. Supernatural ran for 15 seasons. It started in... Oh, that I don't have up. Oh, my goodness. I think it started in... 2005 yes it started in 2005 and ended in 2020 so that tells you how long it ran for 15 seasons 15 years there were uh, uh well over 300 episodes i think Now, Supernatural, their seasons tended to be longer than most shows. Most shows will run between 8 to 13 episodes a season. Supernatural, a lot of times, would run 20, 21, 22 episodes in a season. So when they closed the show on their 15th year, they had 320 episodes under their belt. 320 episodes, 320 hour-long episodes. Those writers had to come up with something interesting. Had to come up with a hook. Like every season had a theme, whether it was Leviathan, whether it was um, Lucifer escaping the cage, whether it was um, God's sister the dark, because if you have light, you have dark. Well, he was the light. She is the darkness. Um, whether it was her escaping, whatever it was, each season had a theme. And every episode, they were fighting some supernatural baddie. But they were still trying to figure out, I think, like the first couple, they, they stopped the apocalypse like twice, I think, three times, I think. Uh, that storyline eventually ran out. You can only stop the apocalypse so many times that they killed death at one point. <laughs> um did you know that one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse drove a mustang it's kind of neat it's a red mustang it's really pretty but um yeah so they had 320 episodes total now jenna was also talking about how you know you run so many seasons and you don't know if you're going to get picked up for the next season you don't know if you're going to pick it up for couple of more seasons, whatever. Um, now, keep in mind, they ran for 15 seasons. Season five, episode 22, was supposed to be the season finale of Supernatural. It's called Swan Song. And that was supposed to be the season finale. And they had written it. They had it all set, what was supposed to happen. I'm not going to give you... Well, you know what? If you haven't seen it, tough luck. I've seen every episode as many times... Um, as there are years that it ran. So Swan Song was, that whole season was the battle between Michael and Lucifer. Now, Dean is the perfect vessel for Michael and Sam was the perfect vessel for Lucifer. Dueling brothers. Makes sense, right? So the final, then they find out they have this third brother, Adam. And Adam's kind of an interesting character because in Swan Song, Sam is able to break through the possession of 
the devil. And after he's already beaten the snot out of his brother, Dean, Adam, because he is also a Winchester, he was the sort of perfect vessel because he wasn't there. His mother wasn't the same mother as Sam and Dean. So he was only half perfect. Um, he wasn't the perfect combination. But he said yes to Michael. He became the vessel and um, Lucifer took over Sam. Sam beat the crap out of Dean. Dean didn't have a angel or whatever to protect him because when Michael showed up, he snapped, or when Sam showed up, he snapped his fingers, blew up Castiel. Um, then he broke Bobby's neck. So there's all the help gone. Poor Dean's on his own. So... Sam finally breaks through, grabs onto, he's going to pitch himself into the hole. They're, they're trying to put Lucifer back in his cage. Good luck with that, right? Well, they succeed. And he takes Adam with him. So off into the cage they go. And of course, you know, if you've ever watched Supernatural, you know, nobody ever stays dead. Nobody ever stays gone. Trip to hell. Psh, that's just a side trip. Um, the hardest place to go, though, I did notice over the years watching Supernatural. These guys, the boys had been back and forth to hell. I don't know how many times they had like. Uh, a metro pass, <laughs> a multi-pass for the bus to hell. Um, getting into heaven was another, was a whole different story. It's not like you can just, you know, pop up there for a visit. Uh, hell, not a problem. You can pop down there, not a problem. Anyway, so Swan Song, when they f go into the hole, that is supposed to be the end of it. It was supposed to be because they show Dean had made a promise to Sam, whatever happened, don't try and get him out of hell. Leave him there. Don't make any crossroads deals. Don't um, sell your soul for 10 years, whatever. Don't come looking for him. Leave it alone. End it. Just end it. Go find Lisa. Go find Ben. Live a happy little life and do your thing. And that's exactly what Dean does. Um, because they got picked up for another season, the writers had to put something into the show to let you know that they were going to be coming back. So the entire show, you're watching it. I'm, I mean, I was a mess because I watched it when it aired. I was a mess. My, I'm crying, I, Kleenex, you know, and I'm not saying nothing during the show. And then the commercial comes on and it's like big heaving sobs because I'm thinking, ah, this is it. It's over. I'm done. There's going to be no more. What am I going to do without my boys? And the last scene, the final shot in that is you see Dean at the table drinking his whiskey. Lisa's serving dinner. Ben's there. The two of them are talking. Ben is Lisa's son, if you don't know. They're talking and they pan out. They do a long pan and they're coming back from the window. And as they come back from the window, they come back to the streetlight and there's a silhouette of a man. Now, if anybody has ever seen... Jared Padalecki, his silhouette is kind of distinctive. The guy is the size of, of the Chrysler building, okay? He's huge. And he's about as wide. All right? There's a reason why Crowley called him Moose. He's big. So as it pans out and you see the shoulder and you start to see the taper of the waist and then the one leg and then it pans and you get the full picture, you know it's Sam. And Sam's standing there watching Dean. So you know, uh-oh, this is not the end. There will be another season. Sam is back from hell. And then they start into season six. Um, so, yes, Swan Song 
episode 22 of the fifth season was supposed to be the season finale. That was supposed to end the show and there was going to be no more after that. They went on for another 10 years after that. Another 10 seasons after that. Like, what the heck? 2010 was supposed to be it. They went on for another 10 years after that. Um, and in those 15 years, the fans will tell you, I am a fan. If you haven't figured it out, I am a fan. We will tell you the amount of... Hmm, sorry, fire truck lights flashing just went by. Always makes me think of my dad. Um... The amount of bad episodes. And the thing is, is they're not really bad. They're just like, oh, really? Bugs is the first one that comes to mind. Bugs was... <laughs> I don't know if the writers had a hangover that day. Okay, so I'm, I'm looking up to see how many. Because I can count on one hand... The amount of bad episodes. I mean, and I didn't like, um, I think it's season seven is Leviathan. And I didn't like season seven. It wasn't my favorite season. Excuse me. There's the man from within putting his two, two cents worth in. Um, Leviathan was not my favorite season. Uh, it was just, I don't know. It just wasn't my favorite. Um, but I think like I can count on, there were like good episodes that I liked. So they've got super, I've, I went and checked it out. The fans have, have spoken. We have voted and we, you know, 10 worst episodes, according to IMDb for Supernatural. Um, halt and Catch Fire. That was, <laughs> that was just, I don't know. It didn't have the edge of your seat. Oh my goodness. What is going on? I mean, it's not horrible. It kind of had a, a I know what you did last summer feel to it, but it just, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. It just, it wasn't great. That was season 10, I do believe. Yeah, season 10 wasn't a great season. The Thin Man episode. You know, the, the legend of Slender Man. The Thin Man episode and the whole um, idea that you can create um, a body, a supernatural body, by just getting enough people to believe in it. Yeah, not no. <laughs> Route six six six. That one I was. That was. I just uh, no. I just could not. Um, the truck. It was, it was a very, um, for one, it was a very racist truck. Uh, it was just, it was bad. It was bad. And now it was in the first year. So it can kind of be written off as the writers were kind of experimenting and trying to find, um, like I tell anybody that wants to sit down and start watching Supernatural, just suffer through the first year, just get through it. And move on because it gets better. I mean, even halfway through the first season, um, it gets better. The first half, it's you got to stick it out. Just stick it out. But yeah, it's kind of up there with, like that one's up there with bugs. Paint it black. I now see this is on the list and I don't understand why it's on the list. I really enjoyed it. Um, the whole flirtation between Dean and this nun was 
hilarious because she wasn't always a nun. She just became a nun um, because she had done some things in her life that she was having a very hard time finding forgiveness for and, you know, became a nun. So, but I, I, okay. A lot of the fans don't like it because a lot of the religious reverence put into it, but they seemed to have forgotten that this is a show about good and evil. This is a show with angels and demons. This is a show with God in it. There is going to be a lot of religious reverence, a lot of religious connotation, especially Catholicism. So um, if you're going into watching Supernatural thinking it's all about the paranormal, you need to remember angels, demons, God, hello, Metatron, Gabriel, <laughs> they pray to get a hold of Castiel. So where do you think there isn't going to be any religious connotation? And that is something I am going to mentally deal with later. Because <laughs> I, um, Revelation, I think, had a revelation. Anyway, just, yeah. Good thing my live studio audience has a mouthful. Anyway. I enjoyed Painted Black. Um, Dark Dynasty. Uh, I don't know. Again, this is an episode because I love Charlie. Felicia Day is, is one of my favorite actresses. I absolutely loved her portrayal of Charlie. And I mean, she is Charlie. If you actually follow her on Instagram, she just got a Jeep. And it's got um, Charlie, the name Charlie, written on the outside of the Jeep and supernatural symbols on it. And then on the inside across the dash, it says, be the Charlie you want the world to see. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. Cause Charlie was just, she was so cool. And I mean, it also features Rowena. So Charlie and Rowena are kind of working together in this one. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this episode. I don't know why it's on the list to be honest. Oh, Paper Moon. Okay, this one, um, the, and the thing is, is the boys don't really feature much in this one. It's more of a found footage. Um, if you've ever read any of Kelly Armstrong's Bitten series, it's very long along the lines of Bitten. Um, it's, it's werewolves and it just, it's, they tried to do this whole found... Because when this one came out, found footage was huge. The whole found footage movies were huge. And it just... I guess they tried to capitalize on that. And they should have just left that alone. Paper Moon was awful. I will... Yes. Paper Moon was awful. And then you have, of course, Bitten, which is no better. Um. Okay. <laughs> Number three. Something about Mary, and it's not along the lines of the movie. This is more about um, their mother and finding out more about their mother and eliminates one of the female characters. There is the death of one of the female characters, and it's... Uh, 
I don't know. Like their mom is it's 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 horrible. It's I don't know. I didn't like it. Um there was a lot of of things wrong with it. Like again, the writers had a hangover. Oh, I can't believe they put bugs in at number two. I totally would have put bugs in at number one. Um it's just because it's it's just so hokey. It wasn't scary. It was like it creeped you out. Like after I watched it, I was kind of like I wouldn't turn my back on my shower head for a while. Um, but the the spiders that come out of the shower head are so CGI'd, you can tell that they're fake. Like they don't even have really distinguishable bodies. They're just these black blobs with four legs. Some of them have five legs. Some of them have six. Some have seven. Because I'm looking at the picture right now and counting. They don't look like they're not distinguishable as an actual. They're supposed to be spiders. Um, and they don't actually manage. Like they don't. They, when the boys set out in every episode, they defeat something. They overcome something. They they vanquish, if you will, something, some supernatural baddie. They take it out. And it's the whole triumph of good over evil. And they don't really do that in this episode because there's a whole um, Native American curse and you kind of feel bad and you understand why these people are being attacked by these bugs. You get it. It's like, oh, I feel I feel bad for the supernatural baddie. I can't do that. That's not how this is supposed to go. You can't. I don't understand. All right. So, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I totally understand their number one. Oh, oh, I totally did not like it. They were trying to go down a storyline that, okay, I will admit a little teeny tiny itty bitty teeny piece of penance might have stemmed from an idea on Supernatural revolving around bloodlines and and the alphas of each bloodline um but i kind of took it and changed it so it's not quite the same but yeah, this deals with the alphas of each bloodline vampire werewolf jinn um which all of the the alphas the originals if you will the beginnings of each bloodline and i the storyline followed very closely to the TV show, the originals, which is kind of why I didn't like it because I watched the originals too. And I don't want my, my shows crossing over. Okay. Just don't do that. Don't do that. So as you can see, out of 15 years of shows, out of 320 shows, the fans could only find 10. And I didn't even agree with all, all 10 of them. Um, now Jenna also wanted to know, by the way, Jenna, 15 seasons, 15 years. She also said, she wondered about Supernatural and Lucifer because Lucifer had made some nods to Supernatural. And she was asking about whether they were the same writers. Now, Supernatural and Lucifer have mutually dropped Easter eggs and references to connect to each other over the years. Um, now, both shows are from the mind of Eric Kripke. That dude. I mean, I would love to be able to spend just five minutes in his brain. I really would because you think it like Lucifer's come from his brain. Supernatural has come from his brain. Like, hello. Now Supernatural first aired in 2005 and continued for an impressive 15 seasons with the final 15th run currently delayed due to, of course, the pandemic. Yeah, we were not happy. Um, 
I have lots of reasons why I don't like COVID. And that was one of the biggest because, dude, I only I only have certain things at that point. I only had certain things in my life that I looked forward to that got me up every morning. And watching Supernatural in the fall was one of them. And it, they took that away from me. I was not happy. I was not happy. I had to go and start binge watching it all over again just so I could get my fix. Anyway, so I'm going to read you this. Jared and Jensen, Jared Padalecki and Jensen Eccles stars Sam and Dean, blah, blah, blah. The Winchester brothers who take it upon themselves to hunt the monsters and demons dotted throughout the U.S. Now, which is really funny because they only stay in the U.S. They never leave the U.S. They never battle demons in any other part of the world. It's only in the United States that they seem to find all these supernatural baddies. Makes one wonder. Except the entire show was filmed in Vancouver, Canada. So all that beautiful scenery that you see, all that green, the lusciousness, the mountains, the snow, I will tell you for a fact, that snow was real. When you see the scene, like the guys, their lips are looking a little red, their nose is looking a little red. That's because it's like minus 15 outside. And they're still standing around in their lumber jackets and whatever coat that is that Dean wears. Okay, so um, throughout... Though they start with low-level enemies, the Winchesters soon come up against Lucifer himself, played expertly. Oh, yes. Mark Pellegrino. Oh, he, for the, and anything that I have ever seen where the devil is represented, where they have a character that is playing Satan, is playing, well, okay, playing Lucifer Morningstar, he was the perfect embodiment of that. Like he made you believe that that's who he was with his ability to rope you in to his, he would create a delusion for you. Like there were times like you're listening to him tell his story of how he was cast out and you're like, yeah, yeah, man. That, yeah, I get it. You stood up for yourself. You said no. No. <laughs> Meanwhile, as he's telling you this and he's getting you on his side and he's he's convincing you that he's not as bad as he seems, he's over here twisting the heads off of small children and playing basketball. So, yeah, he just the way he would deliver the lines, the way he would act the part. It was like, I can't see him in anything else and not see him as that character. Now, always a popular popular source of inspiration, Supernatural isn't the only devil isn't the devil's only representation on network TV. In 2016, Fox began airing Lucifer based on the hellish Neil Gaiman creation for DC Comics. The story finds a bored devil played by Tom Ellis. Dude's got an accent that could curl my toes. Relocating from his fiery depths to the sunny climes of Los Angeles, where he runs a nightclub and helps local law enforcement solve crimes. Aside from the presence of Lucifer himself, the two shows are thematically similar and orbit similar worlds. The devil's earthly presence in Lucifer attracts all manner of celestial and biblical arrivals, some of whom have names that Supernatural fans will find familiar. Uh, the best reference between Supernatural and Lucifer comes in Supernatural's 11th season. The appropriately titled The Devil is in the Details sees Pellegrino's Lucifer. Lu wow. Lucifer. <laughs> Make yet another attempt at freedom, but Sam Winchester is thankfully on hand to stop him. As Sam speaks to the cage, Lucifer, he ha asks what the devil would do if he breaks out. 
To which the villain replies, I moved to L.A. Solve crimes. Now, this is a neat reference to Supernatural, Lucifer, Tom Ellis-shaped counterpart, alluding to this alternative version of the character. However, Lucifer has struck back with his own nods towards Supernatural. In Lucifer's fourth season, after being cancelled by Fox and subsequently arriving on Netflix, a Nephilim is conceived between Linda and Amenadiel. Although the baby is eventually named Charlie, one of the other suggestions was Jack. Now, if you watch Supernatural, you will know there was a Nephilim born. His name is Jack, which could certainly be a reference to Supernatural's own half-angel, Jack Klein, the son of Lucifer. In the same season, Amenadiel and Ramiel discuss their fellow angel Castiel and his off oh sorry, Castiel and his awful singing. Castiel was the inspiration for Castiel on Supernatural. And indeed, season nine's Heaven Can Wait features Misha Collins' character warbling badly trying to get a baby to sleep. Yeah, he can't sing. The reference between Supernatural and Lucifer are perhaps partly due to the shows being connected behind the scenes. Both are filmed in British Columbia. Both are produced by Warner Brothers. Both have shared guest stars. Amy Garcia plays, even plays similar characters. And, oh, I can never pronounce his name. He played Loki slash Gabriel on Supernatural. Um, has directed episodes of both. With such close ties, it's perhaps unsurprising that Supernatural and Lucifer would bring their working relationship on screen. Unfortunately, the Easter eggs don't quite amount to evidence that Supernatural and Lucifer could potentially exist in the same universe, as much as a crossover would delight fans of both shows. Supernatural's parallel universe setup could, theoretically, make this possible since each of God's worlds has its own set of angels, but the same logic could equally apply to any TV series. However... Lucifer's comment about moving to L.A. and solving crimes in Supernatural might reveal that Lucifer exists either as a TV series or as the original DC Comics in Supernatural's world, and that the devil is highly amused at what a certain Mr. Gaiman thinks he would get up to in the mortal realm. So there you go, Jenna. There is your rather long roundabout answer. And that has taken up 48 minutes of my time. <laughs> Holy moly, get me talking about Supernatural and I will just talk about it till the cows come home. Um, okay, so that is your answer, Miss Jenna. And now, moving on over, because as I'm talking, my teeth are vibrating and my face is really starting to throb a little bit. So this is not going to be your hour and a half podcast like it usually is. Um, so we are going to move over to Florida Man Friday. I really wish I could make this shit up. Anyway. So a Florida man is accused of trying to steal horses, riding them home, deputies say. The man wanted to set them free. Okay, you're going to ride them home and then set them free. No, riding, setting them free would be just opening the gate and then running along behind them going, yeah, yeah, trying to scare them out and let them go. You don't ride them home. Um, huh, okay, so... Florida man who happens to be a fake teen doctor who can't stop getting in trouble is arrested again on fraud charges. He's known as Dr. Love. He was previously arrested at age 18 while illegally operating a medical practice complete with an office, a lab coat, and a stethoscope. Stethoscope. Oh, here we go, Florida woman. 
Tampa Bay singer used voice for screaming during riot. All right. Uh, Florida man who stole a police car. Ooh, naked. Bet you they took their car for detailing after that. (laughs) And there was a bet and an argument about who was going to be driving. Sheriff report, naked Florida man stole and crashed a police car. Um, Florida man who needed to get home to his mom. I would have crashed. Fleeing suspect claims he was driving too fast to pull over, police say. The man said he needed to get home to his mom. So he was speeding and he was driving too fast and he couldn't pull over safely. Florida man set himself on fire while trying to burn down a house. Tampa man was hospitalized after setting himself on fire while allegedly trying to burn down a home, police say. Uh, ooh. Ew. Okay. Um, a neighbor smears dog poop on a Fort Lauderdale man's yard signs. He's got some yard signs. Um, yeah. Okie dokie. Another Florida man who happened to be... Okay, this guy happened to be a monkey whisperer. Florida man known as monkey whisperer indicted, accused of trafficking protected primates. Prosecutors say he tried to persuade a witness to lie to investigators. 42-year-old Summerfield woman who once claimed to own Google, back in jail. (laughs) Pretty sure she needs to go to the nut house, not the pen. Um... Florida man shot in the stomach after attempting to scare friend. I just got a message actually from my friend who is doing our, who's taken over our book reviews and she's reviewing a uh, book for our Halloween issue. (laughs) She just messaged uh, and said, and she's probably going to kill me for this. Uh, Let me read what she says first. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, she just read one of the creepier parts, which involves um, some rather, uh, I, I, I'm not going to tell you which part. It's just once you read the review in October, you'll understand and you'll probably be able to figure out which part she was at. And she's reading it and she says, it's just way too dark and stormy to continue reading and it's creeping her out. Take your meds. So I will take my meds when I'm done. I'm almost done. But thank you chicken (laughs) and the thing is is she was a paranormal investigator with me she would come into the scary places with me um and and this book freaks her out it's just it's really i find it hilarious because she is a horror junkie she loves this stuff she lives for this stuff and this is the one book and the one movie that she cannot do and i'm surprised she's doing it oh here we go Drunk man steals floating tiki hut in Key West. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Wonder what... I w- okay. So... The- <laughs> it really is a fun- <laughs> It is a floating tiki hut. Like, it's an actual tiki hut with, like, grass roof and everything. The U.S. Coast Guard posted this picture on Facebook with the caption, We'd like to remind marina- mar- mariners not to drink and boat. Guy brought his own bar. He just floated away on a on a on a bar. Um, massive sinkhole reopens outside Florida sports bar. Yeah, don't go in there. A Florida woman accused of screaming political profanities and ringing bell at five a.m. each day. Neighbors say they fear for their safety. Uh yeah, I would. You would wake me up every morning at five a.m. screaming political profanities and ringing a bell. I'd fear for your safety. 
I am not a nice person if I'm woken up before the sun, um, especially if I have not had coffee. Okay. So, all right. So a Florida man in Naples calls 911 about McDonald's order and says he has cocaine in his butt. <laughs> all right. We're going to end Florida man on that note. Um, yeah. If you find some really good Florida man stories, send them to me because I will read them. I will put them on the show. I, yeah. You know what? That's your task. Go out and find me weird Florida man or Florida woman stories because uh, I have to travel. And if they ever grab my computer and decide to go through my search, I'm never going to get out of my town. Never mind my country. Just, oh. I don't know. Okay, so Fun Fact Friday is going to stay on the vein of the weird and unusual. So, um, did you know flamingos bend their legs at the ankle, not the knee? That weird little kink in their leg, that is their ankle, not their knee. They essentially stand on tiptoe. Their knees are closer to the body and are covered by feathers. This is just the first of many weird facts that I'm going to tell you today. Roller coasters were invented. <laughs> if they only knew how well that this did not work. <laughs> okay, so. <sighs> All right. Roller coasters were invented to distract Americans from sin. In the 1880s, hosiery businessman Lamarcus Thompson hated that Americans were tempted by hedonistic places like saloons and brothels. So he set out to straighten up one of the most immoral places that he could think of, Coney Island in New York. There, he built America's first roller coaster to give New Yorkers some good, clean fun, away from the seedier pastimes. Obviously, the dude never stood beside a roller coaster listening to somebody who is deathly afraid of roller coasters. I tell you, the, the language that you hear from all ages. I took my six-year-old daughter, seven, eight-year-old, she was eight, to Canada's Wonderland. Took her on her very first roller coaster called the Wild Beast. It's a wooden roller coaster. I figured it was pretty tame. It was a wooden roller coaster. It had the bar that came down across the lap, one of the old-fashioned ones. It wasn't going to tip us upside down. So I figured it would be okay. That was the first time I found out that my daughter actually knew how to use the F word. <laughs> she was pretty much under me by the end of the ride. And to this day, she will be turning 21 on October 2nd. To this day, she is terrified of roller coasters and will not go on them. Um, yeah, it didn't keep me from sin. I'll tell you that. Okay. Ice pops were invented by an 11-year-old by accident. In 1905, an 11-year-old boy named Frank Epperson left soda powder and water outside overnight with its wooden stirrer still in the cup. The mixture had frozen in the chilly nighttime weather, and so the Epsicle was born. He sold the treat around his neighborhood and a nearby amusement park and even patented the recipe. Years later, he changed the name to Popsicle because that's what his kids called their pops concoction. And if you like these weird facts... You won't want to miss 18 history lessons your teacher lied to you about. So they say, I'm not going to get into them. 
sloths can hold their breath longer than dolphins can. By slowing their heart rates, sloths can hold their breath for up to 40 minutes. Really? Dolphins have to come up for air after about 10. Hmm. All right. Oh, wow. Okay, so a woman was elected to Congress before women's suffrage. American women were given the right to vote in 1920. But Jeanette Rankin became the first woman in the U.S. federal office in 1916. Ah, see? You weren't paying attention. Fruit Loops. Loops. Oh, we already knew this. They're all the same flavor. We already knew that. We already, I, I keep ruining your childhood. I'm terribly sorry. Oh, supermarket apples can be a year old. Ah. All right. Weird facts might have you changing the way you eat. Those fresh apples aren't all that fresh, per se. They're usually picked between August and November, covered in wax, hot air dried, and sent to cold storage. After six to 12 months, they finally land on your grocery store shelves. I'm not sure I'm going to be eating apples anymore. Octopuses have three hearts. Squids do too. One pumps blood to their whole system, and two are dedicated to just the gills. Uh, ooh, did you know most wasabi paste isn't real wasabi? Wasabi is expensive, so most companies use horseradish instead. Real wasabi is actually milder than what you've been getting with your sushi. Well, well, well. People used to say prunes instead of cheese when having their pictures taken. In 1840s, a big, dare we say cheesy, grin was seen as childish. So one London photographer told people to say prunes to keep their mouth taut. And that looked predated. And that looked predated today's fish face selfie by, oh, about 180 years. So yeah, the duck lips, ooh, or the, 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 ooh, you know, yeah, prunes, prunes. Yep. So don't think you're just developing anything new, millennials. In the Philippines, McDonald's serves Spaghetti. <laughs> I love these weird fun facts watching my live studio audience reaction because when he, he moves a certain way, I swear to you, I hear Scooby-Doo in my head going, <laughs> Some of these weird facts are very unexpected. The pasta comes with a beef tomato sauce and a piece of... <laughs> He thinks he's laughing now. Hang on. Some of these weird facts are very unexpected. The McDonald's spaghetti pasta comes with a beef tomato sauce and a piece of McDo fried chicken. McDo. McDo. It's, I guess it's better than McPoo. <laughs> uh, dunce caps used to be signs of intelligence. 13th century philosopher John Duns Scotus believed that a pointed cap would help spread knowledge from the tip of the brain to his dunsman follower, to, uh, to, from the tip of the brain, and his dunsman followers wore them as a badge of honor. In the 1500s, though, his ideas became less popular and the meaning of the duns cap, D-U-N-S cap, was turned on its head, something, becoming something of a joke. 
Hmm. Ah, Adolf Hitler was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Of course he did. Don't worry, the Swedish, Swedish politician who sent the letter of nomination in 1939 meant it ironically and withdrew his nomination. In an even more ironic twist, Hitler had banned Germans from accepting the awards for years before his own name was thrown into the ring. Bet you didn't know that. Yes, you did. And apparently, according to my live studio audience, he was also Time Magazine's Man of the Year. Oh. Okay, so we did some, we, we discussed lobsters last week, how they pee from under their eyes. Did you know they taste with their feet? Yes, lobsters taste with their feet. Tiny bristles hidden inside a lobster's little pinchers are the equivalent to human taste buds. Meanwhile, lobsters' teeth are in one of their three stomachs. Lobsters are one of these foods some professional chefs cook in the microwave. Alrighty then. The British royal family is named after Windsor. You'd think Windsor Castle was named after the House of Windsor, but it's the other way around. The royal family changed its name from Saxe-Coburg, Saxe-Coburg-Gotha in 1917, so it would sound less German and chose Windsor because they had ties with the English town. Three Musketeers bars. Oh, I love those. Got their name because they used to come with three flavors. The original Three Musketeer bars of the 1930s came in three packs with a different nougat flavor in each, vanilla, chocolate, or strawberry. World War II rations made that triple threat expensive, so the company cut down to one. Can you guess which one? Before toilet paper was invented, ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, my butt just went, uh-uh. Before toilet paper was invented, Americans used to use corn cobs. Right? <laughs> Alternatively, they used periodicals like the Farmer's Almanac, that I understand, which was designed with a hole so it could hang in outhouses. Necessity is the mother of invention after all. I don't, don't, okay, they used corn cobs, but did they take the corn off of it first? Or did they leave the corn, you know, because you get the ridged toilet paper with the little ribs on it to catch all of the ew. <laughs> I really wish you could see the sign language. It's hilarious. Okay. The Empire State Building has its own zip code. I'm Canadian. I didn't know that. It's home to 10118. The shortest war in history lasted 38 minutes. <laughs> when the Sultan of British protected Zanzibar died and a new one took over without British approval in 1896, the Brits were not happy. Tension escalated when Sultan Khalid bin Barghash refused to step down. But the British warships spent less than 40 minutes bombarding the palace before Khalid fled, marking the very quick end of the Anglo-Zanzibar War. Don't mess with the Brits, man. Blue whale tongues can weigh as much as an elephant. Their hearts, meanwhile, can weigh almost a ton and needs to beat just once every 10 seconds. The world's largest, largest waterfall is underwater. Now think about that. 
This waterfall is underwater. Yes, there are waterfalls under the ocean. At the Denmark Strait, the cold water from the Nordic Sea is denser than the Ermager Sea's warm water. Ermager? Ermager? No. Making it drop almost two miles down to 123 million cubic feet. At 123 million cubic feet per second. Michelangelo wrote a poem about how much he hated painting the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> One translation of the poem he sent to his friend begins, I've already grown a goiter from this torture, hunched up here like a cat in Lombardy, or anywhere else where the stagnant water's poison. <laughs> Doesn't sound like he was too thrilled about his task. Queen Elizabeth II has a stand-in to make sure the sun won't get in her eyes. Ella Slack has a similar height and stature to the Queen. So before big events, she'll do a rehearsal to avoid any royal pains like the sun getting in Her Majesty's eyes. Slack has been doing it for three decades, but isn't allowed to sit on the throne. So she has to squat above it. Yes, the only butt that is allowed to touch the seat of the throne is the Queen herself. Shadows are darker on the moon. On Earth, the atmosphere scatters more sunlight, so our shadows aren't too dark. But on the moon, shadows are so dark that Neil Armstrong said he had trouble seeing where he was going. Ew. Some sea cucumbers fight with their guts. Literally. When threatened, they shoot out their internal organs, which are poisonous to predators. They'll sometimes get rid of their entire digestive system, but their organs grow back. All right, I will beat you with my colon. <laughs> Slap you with my liver. Anyway, the inventor of the internet regrets the URL setup. Tim Berners-Lee, who created the main software of the World Wide Web, admits he regrets one thing. Adding the two forward slashes after HTTPS in a web address. It was standard for programming, but didn't serve any real purpose. And when looking back in 2009, he said leaving it out would have saved time and space. <sighs> Can we forgive him for that? <laughs> As a coder, my live studio audience says, hell no, we will not forgive him for that. <laughs> Did you know that the Statue of Liberty used to be a lighthouse? About a month after the statue's 1886 dedication, it became a working lighthouse for 16 years, with its torch visible from 24 miles away. That would have been something cool to see. Strawberries aren't berries. Neither are raspberries or blackberries, according to botanists. True berries stem from one single ovary flower and have two or more seeds. Strawberries don't fit that bill, but bananas, kiwis, and watermelon do. Yep, there you go. The U.S. Treasury once printed $100,000 bills. Between December 18, 1934 and January 9, 1935, the notes with Woodrow Wilson's face were issued to Federal Reserve Banks but never went out to the general public, which is probably for the best. Could you imagine losing that? I freak out if I lose a $5 bill. A flock of ravens is called an unkindness. Now, a flock of crows is called a murder. 
a flock of ravens is called an unkindness. They're also known as a conspiracy. All right, NASA uses countdowns because of a sci-fi film. The countdown Fritz Lang used to create suspense in the rocket launch scene of his 1929 silent film Frau im Mond didn't just change film history. It also inspired NASA to use countdowns before its own blast-offs. It's not exactly a race against the clock, though. NASA can feel free to pause the clock to check mechanical difficulties anytime they want. (laughs) Manhattans are an ant species unique to New York City. There's one for you, Mr. Costas. Biologists found them in a specific 14-block strip of the city. Fancy riding on bikes is illegal in Illinois. That includes riding without hands or taking your feet off the pedals when you're on the street. Oh, you know what? We may have to just go over and check out 50 dumbest laws. There are 50. Here are 50 of the dumbest laws in every state. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to cut the fun facts for a minute. Well, that's it for fun facts this week. Now we're going to do dumb laws. In Alabama... If you're a stodgy school principal from the 1980s film, consider moving to Mobile, Alabama. Stink bombs, funk balls, and any object with the purpose of which is to create disagreeable odors are strictly illegal there. Also illegal, spray string confetti and bathing in public fountains. Okay, well, that's fine. I, I, I can understand the total bathing in public fountains, but silly string? Really? Okay, Alaska. Oh, no getting drunk in a bar. In Alaska, it is illegal to be drunk in a bar. Per state laws, a person who is already drunk may not knowingly enter a bar to drink more or remain in the bar that they got that got them drunk in the first place. Confusing and cruel? Yes. Outdated? Sadly, no. Police actually enforce this. So, you know, that whole Ron White skit where he says, you know, I wasn't drunk in public. I was drunk in the bar. They threw me out into public. He wouldn't have been arrested if he was in public in Alaska for being drunk. He was he would have been arrested if he was drunk in the bar. So, you know, maybe they were doing you a favor. Maybe they were Alaska state troopers. No spitting in public if you're in Arizona. In the town of Goodyear, Arizona, it is unlawful to spit in or on any public building, park, sidewalk or road. Offenders may be charged a fine of up to $2,500 and six months in prison. Yeah, and in case you need a reminder, it's also gross. Oh, Arkansas. Here's one for you, Alan. Arkansas must pronounce state name correctly. Visitors beware. It is strictly prohibited to pronounce Arkansas incorrectly. Per the state code, the only acceptable pronunciation is in three syllables. With the first S silent, the A in each syllable with the Italian sound, and the accent on the first and last syllables. So keep your (laughs) Arkansas to yourself. While you're at it, make sure you're pronouncing... Oh, forget it. That's another ad. California. Here we go. What law am I going to break? Oh, well, I can't break this law. (sighs) No nuclear weapons, obviously. It is illegal to build, maintain, or use nuclear weapons within Chico, California, city limits. 
Oh, so you can do it anywhere else in California. Just not there. A law that began in the 80s is a serious anti-nuke statement, as a serious anti-nuke statement, has taken on a second life as an internet joke, mainly due to the purported consequences. In addition to self-annihilation, the infraction also carries a $500 fine. <laughs> That's it. 500 bucks. All right. So you know what? Maybe. Maybe. Colorado. No catapulting. Sure, you may be allowed to own a catapult in, a, in Aspen, but you better not try discharging it, buddy. Flaming arrows, alas, are also off limits. Connecticut. Pickles must bounce. A pickle cannot be sold unless it bounces. <laughs> Just, oh my gosh, I gotta stop looking at my live studio audience. I really do. According to the 19 to a 1940, I can't even. Oh, okay. According to a 19. <laughs> He's completely derailed my thought pattern. According to a 1948 article, this law became a necessity after two scheming pickle packers tried to sell pickles unfit for human consumption on the sly. Connecticut's Food and Drug Commissioner at the time proclaimed that a real pickle should bounce when dropped from the height of one foot, leading to a new state legislation. Delaware. Oh, and coming up to Halloween. Here we go. Strict trick-or-treating times are enforced. To prevent mischief of any sort, children in the city of Rehoboth Beach may only go trick-or-treating between the hours of 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. on Halloween. Unless Halloween falls on a Sunday. In that case, such going door-to-door -door and house-to-house -house for treats shall take place on the evening of October 30th instead. You are not allowed to trick-or-treat on the Sabbath. Florida. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that this law involved a Florida man or and or a Florida woman. No selling children. We know that kids can be annoying, but please remember that in Florida, it is a felony to sell your children. You have been warned. Georgia. I used to live in Georgia. Oh, come on. Now I broke this law on a regular. Can't eat fried chicken with utensils. For chicken chompers in Gainesville, Georgia, actually have been to Gainesville, Georgia, finger licking is not a suggestion. It is mandatory. Thanks to a 1961, see this isn't even an old law, a 1961 law added to the city code as a publicity stunt. It is illegal to eat fried chicken in the poultry capital of the world with anything other than your fingers. A tourist was arrested for such a chicken forking violation in 2009. Hawaii, no billboards. Hawaii's natural beauty is an advertisement unto itself. To keep it that way, the state has officially outlawed billboards, with some exceptions. And aerial advertising, part of an urban beautification initiative that dates to 1927. These aren't so much dumb laws as laws that make us feel dumb for not thinking of them first. Idaho. You know, it really makes me wonder why these laws had to be brought into effect. In Idaho, no cannibalism. So you can't sell your children in Florida and you can't eat them in Idaho. 
Idaho is the only state to have an active ban on cannibalism. Oh, look at that. You can eat you can eat people in any other state, just not Idaho. Technically not a crime in the rest of the nation. I think Jeffrey Dahmer went to jail for murder, not cannibalism. Cannibalism is defined as the non-consensual consumption of another human being. Meaning, we guess, if you get your buddy's permission to eat his tenderloin, the feds can't stop you. <laughs> That's just not right. <laughs> Illinois. No fancy bike riding. We already talked about this one. Don't take your feet off the pedals. Or do anything aerobatic. No aerobatic shenanigans on your fancy Velocipede, according to Galesburg Police. I suspect the trick riding ordinance came during a time or concern about bicyclist safety and perhaps crashes involving bicycles. It is seldom enforced. Indiana. Indiana. Proper black cat etiquette on Friday the 13th. In the municipality of French Lick Springs. Let that one sink in for a minute. All black cats must wear bells around their necks on Friday the 13th. The rule was introduced on October 13, 1939, as a war measure to alleviate mental strain on the populace. It has technically been in effect since. All right, Iowa. No faking your butter. No faking your butter. <laughs> I can't believe it's not a misdemeanor. Any person who attempts to pass off margarine, oleo, or oleomargarine as real butter is guilty of a simple misdemeanor in the state of Iowa. Punishable by up to 30 days in jail and a $625 fine. Uh-huh. So, you know, you see all those TikToks where they put the the heavy, or the milk and something else, and then they shake it and 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 they have butter? Yeah, you can't do that. That's illegal. You can't say it's butter. Oh, in Kansas, no snowballs. You have a snowball's chance in Kansas. It may still be illegal to throw snowballs in Topeka, Kansas, thanks to a weirdly worded law in the city criminal code. It is unlawful to throw any stones, snowballs, or any other missiles at any person or property in Topeka, in ordinance, an ordinance that former mayor Bill Bunton publicly flouted by tossing a whopper at a snowy tree in 2005. I'm going to have an ordinance drawn up to repel this dumb law, lest our already crowded prisons are filled up with children who, while making a snowman, got carried away and had a snowball fight. Kentucky. No dueling. Okay, well, that one actually makes sense for Kentucky. <laughs> All public officials and attorneys in Kentucky must swear an oath that they have not fought a duel with deadly weapons, nor acted as a second in another person's duel. Now, a second is if the first one is injured, you can have your second come in and take over. Good to know now, unfortunately, when the oath took effect in 1848, many would-be duelists turned to murderous street brawls instead. There you go. Louisiana. No catfish stealing. In Louisiana, it is illegal to steal someone else's cat. Oh, someone else's crawfish. Like, really illegal. Meriting its own state law. Crawfish theft in excess of $1,500 can land the offender with up to 10 years prison time or a $3,000 fine. 
but mostly they will have to endure the humiliation of being called shellfish for the rest of their life. Maine. Maine. Don't advertise on tombstones. Okay, you know what? That should just be standard. It is forbidden to post advertisements on another person's tombstone in the city of Wells. Part of a lengthy list of cemetery regulations, this ordinance is really a favor to would-be marketers. Nobody is a worse customer than a corpse. Maryland. No cursing while driving. Oh, okay. You know what? You know how many times I break that rule on a daily when I'm in my car? Making road rage even ragier, it is illegal to swear or curse upon any street or highway in Rockville, Maryland. Anyone caught swearing faces a misdemeanor charge, effectively having to add $100 to the city's swear jar. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. No dancing to the national anthem. Come on. The Star Spangled Banner is just so catchy. It is prohibited to dance to the Star Spangled Banner in Massachusetts, thanks to an excessively patriotic 1917 law. While you try to ponder what such a dance would even look like, find solace in the fact that this law could never actually be enforced, thanks to a slightly weightier document called the First Amendment. <laughs> Michigan. Bounty hunting encouraged than not. Until 2006, every citizen of Michigan was encouraged to be a bounty hunter. A 1941 act titled An Act to Provide for the Payment of Bounties for the Killing of Starlings and Crows offered any citizen a bounty of three cents per each starling killed and 10 cents per crow, as long as they were presented in a state of good preservation. The law was repealed in 2006. Minnesota. No pig greasing. Long winters can be boring, but that's no good reason to hold a greased pig contest in your parlor. Since 1971, it has been considered a misdemeanor to operate, run, or participate in any activity where a pig is oiled up and released with the object of being recaptured. The same goes for turkey scrambles. Mississippi. No limits on big gulp size. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, you know what? My inner fat kid just went, yes, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi believes in a person's inalienable right to consume big gulps. Following former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg's contentious attempt to restrict the size of soft drinks sold through the city, Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant signed a law preventing his state's lawmakers from enacting rules that limit portion sizes thanks in part to the anti-Bloomberg bill, one in three Mississippians remains obese. Missouri. Tarzans, not welcome. Prankish Tarzans, be warned. In University City, Missouri, it is illegal to swing upon another person's motor vehicle and honk their horn for them. Montana, I'm not exactly sure how you'd even do that. Okay, Montana. We're going to stop soon because there's 50 and I'm already at 26. Montana. No fluff. Anyone who's driven through Montana has inevitably wondered how far could I throw a Frisbee over the plains? Those who seek answers avoid Helena. It is illegal to play fluff. This is Frisbee golf. Anywhere not deemed a sanctioned fluff course. Fluff. Fluff course. Curiosity could cost you $500 or six months in jail. 
Nebraska, no marriage if you have VD. All right. You think you'd want them married because then they're not out spreading it. Technically, no person afflicted with a venereal disease may get married in Nebraska. Meanwhile, state officials are still unable to give a green light for their new TV show, Law & Order VDU. <laughs> I don't read these beforehand. That's kind of funny. Nevada, which I will be flying into on October 24th, just so you all know. Be selective with x-rays. Say that you say what you will about the vice and commercial, commercialism of Las Vegas, at least the looking out for your feet. In Nevada, it is illegal to use an x-ray device to determine someone's shoe size. All right, good to know. Good to know. New Hampshire, no seaweed collecting. In New Hampshire, it is forbidden to collect seaweed from the beach at night. Yes, it's unfair, but you should have thought about that before becoming a nocturnal sushi chef. New Jersey, no murder while wearing a bulletproof vest. Loophole. <laughs> It's against the law to murder someone, but in New Jersey, it's double against the law to murder someone while you're wearing a bulletproof vest. See if you can follow along, okay? Wearing a bulletproof vest while committing or attempting to commit a crime of the first degree is a crime of the second degree. That hurt. Oh, my poor brain. New Mexico. Redefining indecent exposure. Let's take a break to focus on what's not illegal. Walking around with your butt out. In New Mexico, indecent exposure is defined as intentionally exposing one's primary genital area to public view. Buttocks are nowhere to be mentioned. All right, New York. Sales tax for sliced bagels. If you order a sliced bagel in New York City, forget about, oh, okay, that's what that says. I'm trying to sound it out of my head. Forget about it. A square deal. Altered bagels, sliced, toasted, or served with cream cheese, etc., carry an eight-cent sales tax. Uncut bagels are typically tax-exempt. Here's the state with the most... Oh, never mind. I'm not going to read that. North Carolina. Be careful with your doggy bag. Be careful what you put in your doggy bag. In North Carolina, it is a felony to steal more than $1,000 worth of grease. And a misdemeanor to steal under $1,000 worth. Grease theft, it turns out, was a huge problem in North Carolina before this 2012, 2012 law passed. With midnight grease bandits persistently preventing biodiesel companies from purchasing restaurants' excess oil to convert into fuel. North Dakota. You know what? We're at 34. We're just going to go right to 50. No late night fireworks, because these are short. Happy almost New Year. Despite a 1999 amendment allowing the sale of fireworks temporarily from December 26, 1999 through to December to January 1st, 2000, it is illegal to set off fireworks after 11 p.m. in Devil's Lake, North Carolina. Ohio. Toilet paper in coal mines, please. Operators of underground coal mines must provide an adequate supply of toilet paper with each toilet. Too bad the letter of the law stops at coal mines. Oklahoma. No bear wrestling. <laughs> um, okay. In Oklahoma, it is illegal to promote, engage in, or be employed by a horse tripping event. Also, it is unlawful to wrestle a bear. 
But at that point, the law is the least of your worries. Oregon. No tests of physical endurance while driving. It is considered a speed racing offense in Oregon if you participate in any test of physical endurance while on the highway. Sorry, y'all. No more seeing how long you can work the steering wheel with your teeth. Pennsylvania. Bingo is only for non-felons. I bet you some of you are sitting there now going, hey, I wonder if so-and-so has a felony. Fool me once, shame on you. No person convicted of a felony may operate a bingo game. In Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Rhode Island. Don't impersonate an auctioneer. Rhode Island false personification laws deem it unlawful to impersonate an auctioneer. So choose your Halloween costume accordingly. South Carolina. No working or dancing on Sundays. They have like a footloose law. Good news. In South Carolina, it is still illegal to work on Sundays. Bad news. It is also illegal to dance on Sundays. Fans of work and or footwork will both be happy to hear these antiquated laws are in the process of being repealed. South Dakota. Fireworks approved to help with farming. Farmers in South Dakota have the green light to set off fireworks or explosives to protect their sunflower crops, as long as they are 660 feet away from the nearest church, home, or schoolhouse. 660 feet. Well, at least it wasn't 666 feet. <laughs> Tennessee. Permits for panhandling. Panhandlers in Memphis must apply for a permit before panhandling. Formerly, this formality cost the destitute $10. Today, it's free. Texas. Keep litter on aircrafts. It is illegal in Galveston, Texas to throw litter out of an aircraft. Besides, using the blue bins is so much easier. Utah. No missiles in bus terminals. Hurling a missile into a bus terminal is a felony, unless you are an appointed officer of the peace or commercial security personnel. See, mall cop. Uh, okay. Vermont. Clotheslines be gone. Oh, no, don't touch my clothesline, man. Don't touch my clothesline. Mm -mm. Vermont passed a law just to say there would never be a law prohibiting the use of a clothesline. Okay, good to know. Virginia. No skunks as pets. In Prince William County, it is illegal to keep a skunk as a pet. Man, the law stinks. Washington. No Sasquatch poaching. <laughs> it is illegal to poach a Sasquatch in at least two Washington counties. In 1991, Whatcom County declared it's roughly 1 million acres of land, an official Sasquatch protection and refuge area, giving our nation its first Bigfoot sanctuary. If Bigfoot exists, lawmakers reasoned it would be an endangered species and therefore in need of protection. For this reason, Scamaman... Oh, wow. Scamania. Scamania. Ha! Scamania County has considered Bigfoot poaching a felony since 1969 still punishable by a $1,000 fine. West Virginia. No drones for bird hunting. In West Virginia, it is illegal to use a drone or other unmanned aircraft to hunt birds. While you are out in the woods, you'd better not use a ferret. You better not use a ferret instead of a hunting dog. That's a $100 fine right there. 
All right. Wisconsin. Better make that butter delicious. Giving credence to its reputation as America's Dairyland, Wisconsin law demands that all cheese and butter produced in the state be highly pleasing. Oh, and cows have the right of way on highways. Wyoming. Don't buy junk from a drunk. Like Mama always said, don't buy junk from a drunk. In Wyoming, purchasing scrap metals, scrap metals, rubber, rags, or paper from an intoxicated person is prohibited. And that is your 50 states and your 50 dumb laws. And I think I am done. I lied when I said this was not going to be an hour and a half show. Because guess what? It's an hour and a half. Get me talking and I just can't shut up. But we are done for this week, ladies and gentlemen. I will be back next week with more fun facts. Freaky Florida Man Friday stuff. And more housekeeping. And more news on my face because I go back in on the 28th for more dental surgery. Yay, me! I might actually, well, no, it's not actually going to be as bad as this week. And I managed to do my podcast anyway. Um, I'm going to go take some really heavy drugs now (laughs) and probably fall down. So I will talk to you all next week. I hope you have a good week. And don't forget, the World of Myth magazine comes out on the 24th, which is today when you're listening to this, because I come out on Fridays. Go read it. Go vote. Go appreciate our many contributors. Let them know you appreciate them. And I will talk to you all next week. All right, everybody. See ya. Carry on my way, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry.